0: Hello and welcome to So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories from our fellow transporter drivers. I am Ryan. And I'm Miracle. We met a woman, Nellie Supernant, in Quebec, Canada, who owns a van again.
1: I bought my van when I turned 30. So at 30, at one point you have like, okay, I want to do that and I don't know why. And it's not a rational decision. It came from... From intuition, I guess, it's really bizarre, but I I couldn't drive stick first, and I barely could drive, but I wanted a van. So I actually, I think it's my first vehicle that I bought for myself, like really. When I was little on my list, of Christmas stuff the first thing was a VW van and I don't know where it come from like my parents are no hippie I have no idea I don't know why it stuck me somewhere in my unconscious mind and yeah and that's it so at 30 I did it but that place where it come from when you when you do something that's not rational it's a very good place because it brings a lot of stuff always so that's it that's where it begins.
0: So you have no regrets?
1: Absolutely not. I, know. I still own it. And now I'm 44. So 14 years later.
0: No regrets in 14 years.
1: Sounds like a pretty good partnership.
0: So what does she call her bus?
1: Well, she's a little rusty. She used to be called Rusty Vanny. That was her name. And now I'm slowly transitioning to Sky. That's her name, her new name. Can we rename the van? Is that... Oh. I, I would call
0: bad luck.
1: Oh, shoot. No, it's not bad luck. I okay. disagree with that. Okay, good. That's I, all you have to do is disagree. I disagree with that, yes. Rusty venue was not ever like a given name. It was just, it happens. Yeah. And Sky is like, finally, I baptize her, you know? Like, okay, that will be your name. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. That's yeah. it.
0: Nelly and Sky, that sounds like a match made in heaven but I wouldn't be the only match made.
1: So let's start from the beginning. So I bought the van. I couldn't drive it. So I went in a garage to have it inspected after I bought it, like everybody else, you know, you don't do that before. You just buy the thing. And then um, in that garage, I met a guy named Hans, which was American. And... um, but, you know, I was no flirting mood. I was there with my dad driving because I couldn't drive. Like, I, yeah, I didn't look very much like an independent woman at that point. <laughs> and uh, I had the van inspected and I left. And, um, and then I went home that night. And now it's very full disclosure. It was in the time where everybody was talking about the secret. Oprah, The Secret. Remember, I didn't say that, but I'm a flight attendant. So there's a lot of galley talk. And all the girls were talking about that book. It's been, remember. you remember, 14 years ago. And so I didn't want to read the book. But in those times, they still like had the little DVD corner shop. And I rent the DVD. Okay. And the secret basically is go for what you want. Ask the universe. And so it was that same night and I was like, well, that guy, he's like tall and handsome. I'll just like ask the universe. So I wrote to the garage and I say, hey, thank you for the inspection. And by the way, that tall guy, um, if he wants to have a beer or a coffee, that's my phone number. And I had sent and that was my universe asking. And then he called me back. And then, well, he was a mechanic so that was working very good. And we drove my van, which was air cool when I bought for, oh, I don't know. I don't think a year before he's like, no, 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 no. That thing needs a Subaru in. Like, we're not driving that thing. So yes, when I went to Mexico, all that to say, it was a Subaru engine in. I had it one year maybe before the conversion. Yes. Yes. So that's it. And full disclosure, I'm not with Hans anymore, even if it's a great love story and Oprah was behind all of it.
2: (laughs) Nellie says that her and Hans are still
1: friends these days.
0: That's nice. But can we get back to the part where they traveled from Quebec to Mexico?
1: But the first time I went down was for a wedding. Actually, someone was like the daughter of someone I knew had a wedding. Well, Some listener probably know Frank Frank Condelli, but his daughter was getting married anyway. And so we made a caravan to go down. And on top of it, Hans had a customer because he do Subaru conversion in Mexico. So we drove down with a trailer, with a Subaru engine on the trailer down to Mexico. And at one point, I think we were six or seven... Uh, Volkswagen caravanning and um, and then we had a little problem at the border because all the paper were in order except the paper for the trailer Hans didn't have the paper for the trailer and so we were down there and the guy at the custom was like no I can't let you through you don't have paper for the trailer and we were like well, come on, you know, and I speak Spanish. So I was trying to get my way around. And he was like, nope, nope, no, no, no. And so we walked out of the little counter. And then it it was weird. There was a wall and there was a door. And then the door opened. And the guy told me very, very fast in my ear, like, if you find a receipt for that trailer, I can let you through. And he closed the door. And I was like, okay, let's walk, let's walk, let's walk. And so we walked and I'm like, okay, he just told me that if we have a receipt that you purchase that trailer and then one of the guy in another van that we were caravanning had a printer, go figure. And so, and he had the business, so he made up a receipt, and he printed the receipt right there at the custom border parking, and then we took the receipt, and we, like, scrambled it, put it in mud and a little bit of dust, and we're like, oh! And we go back to the counter, oh, we found the receipt that proved that we owned the trailer! It was like, you know, whatever. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, and very official, like, If we really found it, oh, yeah, well, okay, I think I can accept that and stamp the paper, and we finally went through.
2: That sounds like a very close call.
0: But it wasn't their only mishap while Nelly and Hans took trips with Sky,
1: I remember moving some furniture and stuff from north to south, and so the van is packed. That's what I want to say. The van is packed. to the roof and we have a crevaison, a tire that blew out. So we're like in Louisiana, in like a very dry, nothing, four-lane highway and we like, you know, go on the side and of course the van is packed to the roof and the stupid crick is like under the bench, you know? The the crick, you call it the crick, to Uh, get it the the thing to... The jack. The jack, the jack. It's like under, under, under. Which, you know, would not be a big deal except that it's love bug season. Do you know love bugs? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, it's love bug season. It's a specific bug down south that I don't know if it's true or if just a urban legend that they created to eat mosquito. I don't know if it's true. We would have to research that. But those bugs don't come in one bug. They come in pair. That's why they call them love bugs. So there's two for one always. Okay. And there's like with little wing. Research it. Love bug dance out. And but what I mean, it's like it's swarming, swarming of love bugs like like horror movie and I have a sundress and they're like all over in the sundress and we had to like unpack the van, take the stupid jack, change the tire, pack it back. I, my boyfriend is was he is. I don't know. Hans is really placid and like, he's like a tree, you know, nothing bugs him ever. Oh boy. Would I saw him in Like we were like bestowed ourselves for the love bug swarm anyway that's it that's one story that i I think it was the worst like of everything i think that moment was like a low point in the unpacking and repacking the van you never saw us tetris that van and pack everything back like ugh. so let's get back to the name
0: yeah rusty vanny becomes sky Nelly and Hans have all these adventures, COVID happens, relationships end.
2: Well, some relationships anyway.
0: Right. Other relationships just change.
1: So I decided this, this summer to change it up. And I always wanted to do a flower truck. And I was like, okay, well, that's a good in-between now, because I will do market, and I will drive around, but not so long distance. Like, I wouldn't go to Mexico by myself right now, you know? No. And so, I, yeah, I change it up. My relation with my van, change it up, and hence the change of the name. That's why, too. Because I'm a flight attendant, I bought it from a flight attendant, and she bought it from a pilot. So there's something about Sky going on, and it's blue, and, you know...
2: Rusty Vanny blossomed into a new business venture, Sky the Flower Bus.
0: And Sky is central to the business.
1: It does everything. It's the marketing of it. You know, I really love flower. I have a garden. And I it, same place, like that intuition of where when I bought the van when I was 30, during COVID, I had to like, try to go a specific type of flower, it's called ranunculus, It's, it's very specific, and it doesn't grow well in Quebec, so it's not the very first flower you should try, but I had that instinct, like, I have to buy those bulbs, I don't know what, so I put like $800 of bulbs down, which is like, you know, ridiculous for something you never grow and you don't know, but I paper the bulbs, and I received them, and I had to overwinter them, and I was like... Jeez, and they come and it's like two small little bucks. chicken. well, I hope they don't rot in my basement, you know. And then in the spring, you have to like dig the snow because they have to go down very early and put like a tarp and anyway. But I don't know why I wanted to do them. And I did them. And well, it actually worked. Like those flowers were beautiful. And I don't know, I, I just nailed it. And so it was there in like May and I was looking at those flowers, May, June, June, more June. I was looking at those flowers and I had like a full garden of ranunculus and I was like, well, okay, the flower worked. So part two is do your flower truck. So I took my bus out and I looked at my bus and it took me a day. And I took stuff from my house, I like antique and old stuff, and I pulled the tar- um, the awning, and I kind of made it antique flower-looking, you know, with like an old-school bench and little fagnon, and anyway. And then you put flower in and it's just beautiful. So the bus is the marketing, because then I go to market or I do pop-ups, like I went to a local brewery, for instance, and I just popped it up and open and get the school bench off and all the little props and people loved it. They take picture and they buy flower and it's just, it's, it makes people happy. What made me be, like, be able to do it is that I had time because it was during COVID. And so I was not flying obviously. And so I had time to think about it and I had time to put it together and give love to those flowers and you know go to the market and meet my neighborhood. Basically, I speak with people, and I, it's, it's really nice. It's a good community thing. And people are asking, yeah, why don't you go to Montreal? You want to make so much more money, and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, it's not really the purpose of it. It was just more to be in the community, yeah.
2: You have to see the pictures of Nelly, Skye, and the ranunculas. All very beautiful.
0: See them on Instagram on the road with addy
2: thank you nelly for opening up your home to a couple of road weary souls and
1: sharing your story
0: and thanks to the Yamachowski foundation for making this podcast possible anyone else we need to thank
1: thanks to oprah and the universe
0: <laughs> until next time